This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl Jen and a yet-to-be-named nicknamed Andy. You wanted, What did you want to be called? I said automatic Andy. Yeah, automatic <coughs> Andy or Maserati Andy. Maserati Andy. Mm, uh, I don't like that one. I yeah. was thinking like Elantra, a uh, uh, Hyundai Accent Andy. <laughs> accent Andy. Accent Andy. Yeah, that's okay. I can all I can not, do accent. Not accident Andy. <laughs> I might have been <laughs> accident been. Andy. Yeah. All right, well that sticks. Hi, accident Andy. How are you? <laughs> I've only been in one. Oh yeah. Yeah. So far. Mm, don't jinx them. Oh it's, no, sorry. I'm happy to see the both of you. Today. Yeah, you too. Welcome. Um, uh, you enjoyed your ride in today? <clears throat> uh, thoroughly, and I felt like I was taken care of. AMG, AMG GT 43. We 63. got here in about 43. 43 seconds. Really? Yeah, 43. Oops. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was a 63. <laughs> there you go, truck girl, Jen. Well, didn't, it didn't have a pickup bed truck, so you didn't mm, know. See, no. that's how it works. Wait, the 63s okay. like it, but it's just a little bit longer, no, right? It's just, no, bigger engine. Oh, well, just, okay. There you go. Thanks for coming to work today. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was great. Uh, we're not going to mess around today. We have a packed show. Let me tell you what's on the show. Then we're going to get to the, the first because we moved things up because I'm just a bit excited. I'm sitting on a towel. That's how excited I am. Um, today's show, uh, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to get right to in just a second. Talk about the brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee because I just got back from Detroit test driving it. Can't tell you about how it drives, but can tell you about almost everything else. And Marsing. Would be the words that come to mind. So mm. first of all, okay. What that, is that like? Amazing, but a little bit like amazing. Point five more. Yeah, no. If you don't watch TV, you're you're lost mm. at that point. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the brand new Tacoma Trail Edition. Uh, we're going to talk about McLaren uh, and something that is amazing in that department as well. The uh, the new Ford Maverick truck which they just announced on the back of the Lightning. Uh, we got some news that will make your mouth drop as well. Uh, very cool. We're going to find out about how a car company might be doing things that are not exactly above board. But you're not used to that because we'll call them out right here on this show. And we've got some news stories that uh, are not above board either. So we'll call that company out as well because <laughs> we like calling people out on this show. Anyone else you'd like to call out here, Andy? Yeah, the, the people from McLaren because I could only wish to fit in that. Oh, yeah. There's a convertible. Oh, then it's fine. Never mind. Yeah, it's fine. I retract. You Just retract. Do the Dukes of Hazard thing. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> here we go. Um, um, eight hours of flying um, for for me to get to Detroit, and eight eight hours home. Completely worth it, because at the other end, get to drive the brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee, and uh, on the phone, my pal Scott Talent. Uh, director of Jeep Brand Product Marketing. Hey, Scott, does that mean you write all the checks? <laughs> it's not quite that easy. Oh. Um, 
No, not not so much. How are you, Nick? I'm good. Well, wait. If I fill it out, you just sign it then. Nice trade. Exactly. <laughs> see? Yeah, see? I knew it was that easy. Yeah. Uh, listen, this is the most awarded uh, SUV in in America, right? It, it, it is. And, and, you know, something we're, we're obviously, you know, very proud of, you know, after three decades in the marketplace and, you know, what's a really competitive segment, um, that's it's something we're really proud of. It's it's, it's a real recognition of, of you know, the, you know, the testament of the vehicle and, and, you know, why customers love it and, and you know, journalists, uh, you know, adore it as well. Holy heck, though, it's certainly got some um, upgrades. First of all, uh, fancy. You fancied it up. But uh, you didn't take anything away. You just kind of piled it on. So uh, there we have real Jeep. Goes places like no other vehicle can. Um, it's sexy. Yes. Add in all these stylings, real wood, all these fancy leather, uh, quilted seats. Um, and then you add in things that are not normally seen on a Jeep, like uh, massage seats, technology out the yin-yang. And, uh, and then you add in like all this other stuff that I've never seen on a Jeep before. And there you go. Price is uh, what I'd expect to pay for a Jeep. So um, where's the secret in all this? Are you guys like subsidizing these by a lot of money? Because I seem to be getting a lot of value. It, it, it is. That's exactly the, 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 the point. There is a lot of value. But, you know, to, to build on the prior generation Grand Cherokee, to your point before, which, you know, achieved the, the, the most awarded status um, and, and really, you know, set numerous sales records throughout its life cycle, you know, taking those strengths and, and, and simply, I hate to say this, but not resting on our laurels. I mean, we, we knew the strengths of the, the, the Grand Cherokee, the prior generations, why customers were attracted to them, drawn to them. And, and why they continue to come back. So to, to build on those core values and attributes of the vehicle and, and do it really in a way that, that just surpasses what's currently in market, um, that was our, our mission from the very beginning. So um, I, I, that was it. And I think that, that you know, based on your, your feedback there, at least, um, I think we did achieve it. No, you definitely did. I've just, I've just bought uh, another vehicle, and I turned around and went, wait, why, why didn't I buy this? Because, and, and usually I'm very fickle, and you know this about me, Scott. I go, oh, let's check every box and get the top trim level. And, uh, and in this particular case, I went, hey, I don't even need to do that with this vehicle. Um, the, uh, the mid trim levels are perfectly adequate for me. It's got everything in it. Uh, and it's, is this the first Jeep with uh, the quad, quad lift air suspension? Because uh, have you had air suspension in a Jeep before? Yeah, the, the current generation does have quadrilift air suspension on the Overland and the Summit models. However, this time we now have uh, dual air tanks. Um, it is a class exclusive for us. However, this new generation of, of quadrilift, is, that's the technical name for it, um, provides additional ground clearance and first, further, uh, faster transition between the different ride heights. So, for example, when you're parking the vehicle, it goes into an exit mode to like easy exit out of the vehicle. And uh, it takes about six or seven seconds for it to completely lower the vehicle once you put it in park. So we've had it before. Um, it adds for that both the capability, the refinement, uh, improved fuel efficiency at highway speeds. Um, but this is just, again, a next generation of that, that same technology. I like that because, um, you know, I'm a short guy and I'd have to climb up to get in which I, uh, you know, everybody, nobody likes to climb up to get in a vehicle, but then when you're traversing big rocks, you don't want the skid plates to be scraping. So yeah. it gives you the best of both worlds. I like that. It, no, it, it absolutely does. You and I had to, to live it at the same challenge, I guess, if you will. Um, 
Short man syndrome. No, it, it makes it very convenient. And that's just one of those nice touches, right? It's, it's something that's convenient for the consumer. It, it, it just It's something they don't expect. But, you know, we go that extra mile to build in the technology to adapt to make the overall ownership experience just that much better. Hey, I guess now I think about it, this has got stuff in it that you didn't know you needed. So, first of all, uh, three 10-inch screens or three 10-inch displays. I won't call them screens. So you have uh, uh, the 10-inch um, infotainment screen, 10-inch gauge cluster, and 10-inch heads-up display. Um, that's a lot of space for you to look at everything on the inside of the vehicle. But the screen itself, um, you, you've come up with this kind of cool technology on the inside where the light, um, it was bright sun when we were out there at the Chelsea Proving Grounds, really, really sunny. And we didn't have a super hard time at seeing the screens because you came up with this sort of very cool bonded glass uh, screen that is easier to see in bright sunlight. Yeah, I mean, that's just part of the advancement. This new generation of, of Uconnect is, is not only, you know, extremely, you know, informative and functional, a lot of great features to your point, and where you just choose to display what information is up to the driver. So between the heads up, the, the, the main cluster, and then the center stack, you've got, to your point, three different 10-inch displays that are fully customizable to, to your personal needs. And, you know, it, it just, again, makes that driving experience a lot less stressful, a lot easier to navigate, get the information you need right there without being distracted. So it, it's a convenience and, and a safety feature at the same time. But, it, you know, we did look at that because the prior generations um, and, and many of the competitive vehicles that we drive often um, do have that glare problem. So the, the, the designers were very clear to make sure that we had that, that extra coating and that bonded glass protection to, to, to prevent that. I love the idea that it's like my cell phone. So, Jen, you know, with your cell phone, you can sort of grab an icon and you can drag it somewhere. With this, it's exactly the same. You want to grab an icon and there's like a favorites bar up top. You grab it and you drag the icon to the favorites bar up top. It's always there. So if you want to go somewhere like you want to grab, let's say, the weather app, you just put your finger on it, grab it up to the top, and it's always going to be in that little top bar up top. So whatever screen you're on, wherever you are, you want, oh, I want that icon icon and you just is always going to be in that top bar it doesn't matter what screen you're on you know how yeah andy you have your hand up that, this is so not class you don't need your hand up that's in, that's in the car <laughs> yeah on this big screen the infotainment screen it's, in the car. it sounds more and more like tony stark has something to do with it yeah you'd think wouldn't you yeah but no it's, <laughs> but it's you're, you're right it's it's because we've added so many new features and, and customization to to the driving experience you want to have quick access to, you know, four or five of those key functions. And, and what, so whether or not you want to access your surround camera or, or the, the ambient lighting in the vehicle, you can customize it or the weather to your point. You have those icons. It's very simple. Just drag and drop to the top of the menu bar. And then you have a quick access to those really key ones that you want to hone in on. So the personalization of, of the Uconnect system is, is really enhances that ease of use and just takes the stress out of, one, getting so familiar with it. And, and two, um, you know, living with it every day and, and, and utilizing it to its fullest potential.
Uh, Scott Talon is the director of Jeep Brand Product Marketing. We're talking about the brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee, which we have been waiting for a while to get our hands on. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to talk about hmm, me driving it through water. That was a bunch of fun. 24 inches of fording depth. That's a four-inch increase on the last year's model. Standby. Our auto expert will be back with Scott Talon coming up. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show. Our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Scott Talon is the director of Jeep Brand Product Marketing, talking about the 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee. I was lucky enough to put it through its paces in Detroit recently this week. Uh, Can't talk about uh, driving dynamics. Can talk about some of the things that the vehicle actually did uh, off-road or is capable of. So, of course, it's a premium on-road refined SUV with all the craftsmanship you'd expect of a luxury vehicle, the comfort that you'd expect of a luxury vehicle, the safety and advanced technology that you'd expect from one of the world's top automakers and some of the best features in its class but one of the big things that we've missed out on talking about scott now it comes with a third row yeah that's that's really the big dose for the launch of the 21 grand cherokee l and the l simply is the designation for that the third row this is the first time we've ever offered a third row available in a grand cherokee so, you know, over the over the time, the segment has evolved, and not only are there many new competitors, but the vast majority of them have a third row. In fact, over 70% of the segment today is third row. So, you know, Grand Cherokee has, has been missing out on, on some of that uh, opportunity, and we've been, in fact, had customers leave because they needed the extra room or utility. So when we set out to develop this older generation, uh, we knew a third row needed to be part of that formula, but it had to be a really credible third row. So I, I know that you sat in the, the rear of the vehicle. I've been in it. You saw that uh, one of our engineers, 6'4", he got in the back of the vehicle. It can comfortably fit two adults in the rear of the vehicle. Furthermore, they have cup holders, they have USBs, they have pockets for storage, they have their own HVAC control. So they are not only, it's not a penalty box, it's a very comfortable and incredible third row that can comfortably sit uh, two passengers. Furthermore, the second row is not compromised either. The Grand Cherokee actually has best-in-class second row leg room. So, you know, the third row, second row occupants are extremely comfortable, and that's what we have to do when we develop this, this third row package is to make sure that all the occupants would have that same level of comfort and premiumness in every seat. I think that's one of the things that ends up happening, that people put words when they launch a new vehicle. They put words in the launch of a vehicle, so it's there, but it means nothing when you put third rows in vehicle. If you can't actually get a human being in the back, you know, if someone at six foot four can sit in the back, but their legs have to be crisscrossed just to sit on the seat. But that's, you know, everything that you've done in this vehicle had forethought. Everything you did with this vehicle, you showed us that it was real, that it actually worked. You 
cut the side off of the vehicle to show us everything was actually there and to show us that this was real wood and and you spend a lot of time thinking about it and a lot of time analyzing it and a lot of time making sure that when we ask some of the hard questions that it was real right absolutely i mean every attention to detail i mean to, to those points on left or bro you know the, the armrest you have soft, supple leather with accent stitching in the third row. Typically, you wouldn't think your third row passengers would appreciate or care, and it's typically full of hard plastic and not many amenities, but we wanted to make it as plush as any other seat in the vehicle. It's, it's not a penalty box. You know, Usually, you, you relegate the, the youngest child or, or the smallest person to the third row, but now, honestly, it's, it's one of the best places to be in an entire vehicle. So. Um, you know, that's just one of the many details to your point. I, I think that those details come through in the overall design, um, both the exterior and the interior, the layout, the way everything was incorporated together. So it, it really is a, a cohesive package. We all know to be a Jeep, you have to earn something. And those seven slats at the front of the vehicle don't just come with a designer's pen. Mark Allen, who designs the Jeeps, doesn't just put the seven slats on the front of that Jeep just because he has a pen. You have to earn them, and this vehicle had to earn those seven slats, and to do those, to earn those seven slats, it had to be capable. And this is a true Jeep, right? It, it, it absolutely is, and you know that was again one of those from the onset that, that we had to improve on what was already best in class capability with this next generation, and taking into consideration that we're adding additional length to the vehicle. Overall, the length has grown about 14 inches. The wheelbase has grown about seven inches. So when you take that into account, it does have an impact on the overall capability. So to improve upon that, we, we've enhanced a, a number of elements to make sure that the consumers, that if they choose to take it off-road, um, they can do it with confidence or in essentially all weather conditions, even the most extreme conditions. Um, you can do it with confidence and be safe and secure and know that you can get through it, whether it's deep snow, fire fording, um, all that was built into that sophisticated traction management system and, and truly an active transfer case that manages the torque between the axles to maximize the grip in really any type of situation. All right, finally, it's going to be available in about a month or so, so let's get to pricing. Yeah, so the, the, the pricing of it is, is really, you know, what I'm really happy about because we've been able to maintain what I think is a very uh, attractive price point for all the various trends. Um, and you were able to see all of them, and, and I can't wait to, to, to read your reviews and, and hear what you have to say about the, the driving dynamics and everything else um, about the vehicle. But um, the lineup is very similar to what we have in market today. So our entry-level trend is the Grand Cherokee Laredo. Um, the base pricing for the Laredo is $36,995. Nice. Um, for the 4x4, you would add $2,000, so $38,995. Um, going up the trends, you have the Limited, which brings in the leather and a bunch more of the, the, the premium features at $43,995. Our Overland model, that's where the, the air suspension, the 20-inch wheels and tires, and a lot more of those premium features come in, $52,995. The Summit is $56,995. So really a nice progression throughout the lineup, and it's, something, it's very similar to the lineup we have today. And, you know, the beauty of it is many customers that started at Laredo, 
throughout the life cycle will find themselves in a, a limited right. or one of our, our special editions like an altitude. So yeah. we've been able to maintain essentially a very close price points that we have in market today by offering what I think is tremendous, much more value with a lot more vehicle, right. uh, way more utility, capability, refinement, yeah. and premiumness. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You're bang on. A great vehicle, Scott. I have to tell you, you will be able to see the video this coming Thursday, um, Friday, on OurAutoExpert.com. Scott Talon from Jeep, thank you so much. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. This is our Auto Expert radio show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You could pretty much do anything to the Toyota Tacoma, and people would still buy it. It's one of the most sought-after trucks in America. Yashor is joining us from Toyota to talk about the brand-new trail edition of the vehicle. Um, it is still probably almost impossible to find a used one, right, Yash? It's it's one of the vehicles that you just got to buy new because to buy it used, it's almost as expensive to buy it um, used. What is the secret source at Toyota? How did you make a truck so sought after? Hi, Nick. Yeah, it's, it's Yash. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on here. Um, you know, I think our main goal is we want to provide the, that perfect blend of utility and convenience. And for us, it's really about giving that combination of performance, style, affordability, and offer that off-road capability that's expected from a Tacoma. It's, uh, it, there is so many different levels of trim now, it's hard for me to keep them separate in my head. Uh, and But everybody, there's almost a Tacoma for everybody, uh, certainly for their lifestyle. So what differentiates the new Trail Edition from all of the different TRDs, the TRD Pro versions? What, what, significa, what makes this significant as a different trim level? We have a lot of really great standard features that are on trail, but they don't have the pro pricing attached to it. So we've included 16-inch bronze wheels, Goodyear Territory Tudlar all-terrain tires. We've added the all-new Heritage Grille. comes with some really nice bronze accents. And the biggest thing is that we've added a locking rear differential now on it to give you better off-road capability and now also a 1.1-inch front suspension and also a half-inch rear-inch lift. And so this all helps with having all the off-road capability that's expected with the Tacoma without having to go up to a TRD-12 to get that same capability. Now, I love that, too, because I like to do a little sort of mild off-roading, maybe to the campsite or, uh, you know, uh, a little bit sort of on the farm, but I'm not a huge rock crawler. I'm not going up gravel you know, hills that I can't walk up. Um, so I don't sort of invest in, in real rock crawling style uh, Tacomas, but I like something that'll do sort of the, the half job. I'm a half guy. I just, I like to do half the job, but not the whole thing. <laughs> if I can't walk up a hill myself, I'm not likely to drive a, a truck up it as well. So this is the uh, the perfect, I guess, fit of a truck for me as well. Um, the Heritage Grill, though, I do love the Tacoma as it, uh, you know, as sort of the classic Tacoma. Well, I remember one of the jobs where I got paid hourly 
That's all I'll say. One of the jobs I had in the past where I got paid hourly and like everybody drove Tacomas from the sort of early onset of Tacomas and some of the sort of throwback Tacomas were one of some of my favorites. I mean, and they also last forever. The resale value of Tacomas as well is just absolutely outstanding. Like people hang on to them for absolutely ever as well. And so I just remember seeing Tacomas um, and Heritage Tacomas to me are great. So the Heritage Grill, I think, is a, was a, is a great idea as well. Has, has the logo, I'm looking at the picture here, the logo is in red across the front. Has that ever, have we ever had um, red logos across the front? Is, is that been something of the past? Because I always remember the logo never being painted in red. So it's actually painted in a bronze color. Oh, so it's bronze. Yes, and so this is the first time we've added this bronze lettering, and it really just matches all the accents that we're putting around there just to make it stand out a little bit more. I like that. I think that's that's also great. Yeah, and absolutely. this is this is a theme that I've seen on a, a couple other vehicles as well, sort of bronzing up in, in the uh, Lexus, to, uh, Lexus Toyota family. You've started to put uh, quite a bit of bronze on some of your vehicles too. I think that's definitely a trend setting. In fact, that's not the only thing um, I've noticed – and this is a trendset thing, uh, definitely out of the Toyota um, and Lexus lineup. A lot of the colors that you guys do every year, you always come out with really cool colors on Toyotas and Forerunners, and there's usually one every year. So I remember uh, sand was one of the first. Um, there's concrete. There's also army green. And it seems like other automakers tend to follow suit right afterwards. Um, when you I issue new colors, uh, and uh, Lunar Rock is the color option I think you added for 2022. When you issue colors, it definitely concrete and sand. I think you were the first guys to do. Everybody tends to follow suit. Have you noticed that? Like uh, you, you're leading in the color palettes, definitely in the trucks and SUVs? Yes, absolutely. Our colors, we think, really match the off-road ruggedness that our customers want. So like you mentioned, the Lunar Rock is getting added to the Trail Edition, and it used to be on the TRD Pro. So it's really about just matching the lifestyle and the wants and needs of customers and giving them a color that really represents that. I do love the uh, the gray, the sort of those gray palettes um, and the sand palettes are definitely my favorite colors uh, to come out on your vehicles in the last few years. Uh, outstanding colors. Um, I know you had, when I was at uh, HQ Confidential, you had your event uh, a week or so ago. Um, you did have the TRD Pro in that bright green color, and I can't remember the name of it for me. I'm searching my head. Um, electric. Electric Lime, was it? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, that, that was a little, I'm not sure I could own that in my driveway every day. That was a little too much. Yeah, we discussed this. You're boring. <laughs> yeah. You like boring colors. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm boring. Did you say, Jay? Yeah, you like boring colors. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like the bright colors. You do? Happy spaces, and you like gray, do you white, like, do you, more gray. Do you like speeding tickets, too? Because it's easy for the cops to pick you out. It's okay. When you have those colors. <laughs> I can't wait for that to happen, Jen. Just let me know. Well, um, you where I live, we can go 70. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. I forget. She lives in a different state, um, Josh, so she gets tickets easily. Does it come, now <laughs> <laughs> it comes in the, uh, the the cab configuration here. It's uh, it's built around the Tacoma 4x4, a double cab. Is that right? Correct. Our trail edition will come in the 4x4 double cab V6 automatic transmission. Okay. Um, does the does the Tacoma only come in automatics now, or is it possible if people want different grades, they can still get a manual? Because I haven't bought a manual truck ever, 
So I'm not sure if they still do come in manual trucks. Yeah, at the moment, this this grade comes only in automatic, but we do have some manual transmission grades. Yeah, but not for me. Automatic is much easier too. I mean, I mean, sports car, sports car maybe. Uh, when does this go on sale? So this will go on sale in late fall, so it's right around the corner. All right. And is this the same? Was there a trail edition of the uh, Forerunner as well? Because I think I remember that with uh, with the roof rack as well. We do. We also have a trail edition Forerunner that we're really excited about. Yeah. Um, and then that has, does it have a similar color as well? It will. It will have that same Lunar Rock palette that the trail edition Tacoma has. Yeah, no, I think you guys have definitely hit it out of the park with this as well. Um, good job um, on the uh, 4x4 uh, Tacoma Trail Edition. Um, and thank you for joining us to talk about that. That's the new uh, Toyota Tacoma Trail Edition uh, coming out soon. Well, we should ask you before you go quickly, uh, let's ask about price. Do we have pricing or we have to wait until this actually goes on sale? You'll have to wait a little bit longer for pricing, but all I can say is it's, it's based off the SR5, so it'll be a little bit more affordable than our TRD Pro. So if you, you, if you get that same off-road capability for a better price. Yeah, this is definitely on sale for me. Um, you probably actually thought about me as well uh, when you price this because I'm not uh, I'm not the guy who uh, does all that crazy off-roading too. That's you, right, Jen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Jen. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. The brand new uh, Toyota Tacoma, um, and uh, this is the Trail Edition four by four version as well. Um, Andy, do you have any trouble getting into these trucks? No, the as long as they're four by four, okay, then I can get it. Because at the very least, I could run and jump through the top. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not a Jeep. I'm not worried about. It. We're good. That's you what are. I do yeah. with my lifted truck: run and jump. Yeah, no, I've, I got a, I have a great. <laughs> Me and Jeep got a great thing going. You, I can. All I need to do is uh, we need to have video of this because I need to see you both of you guys. Mm-hmm. You, there's no way you're climbing up into a truck. Well, uh, Jen, I, I climb into everything. You have a handle and a stool, though. I've seen you do it. No, I just grab the steering wheel. And I can only the only Jeep that's really been made that can handle that is the Laura Croft Wrangler Edition. Laura Croft oh. Wrangler mm-hmm. Edition. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I thought we were going to say Barbie Jeep for a second. Mm, I do look good in pink, but the, the Tomb Raider Jeep is <laughs> the, that's tomb, the one. The Laura Croft Tomb Raider edition? Yeah. I don't, I've never seen it. Well, it's the only <laughs> one I can get in. I can get in the top of that one. That one's fine. How big is that? I mean, it was made back before, pre-COVID, so they could use real metal. Oh. This is a kid's Jeep, isn't it? Yeah. All right. That, yeah, I, I just worked it out. Okay. Who had that? Well, I did. My little nephew. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's now 18 and, mm-hmm. what, 280 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He's big. He's huge. <laughs> so what happened to the truck? Did it get crushed somewhere? Oh, yeah. It's in the garage with yeah. rust and with other, rust? Th- other things on it. Yeah, Yeah. no. Laura Croft's real Jeep has mm-hmm. not got rust on it. No. No. Yeah, she no. doesn't have to get in through the top. The yeah. doors come off. Oh, so they she do? she can just slide in. You, for, for a 40-year-old man, you seem to have spent a lot of time playing with this kid's toy. I have a big family, and and I could I I could you know play with the kids' toys. It was fine. All right. It it worked out. I was the cool uncle. All right. Yeah, I'm a bit suspicious of things that were going on. You know, with kids' toys. We tried that one year. We were gonna get a whole bunch of those electric cars and race them down the studio. But what happened? It was like an icy day, and we couldn't get them. <laughs> we oh, were gonna man. test them out in the studio. I would have smoked all you guys. Right, we're down the hallway. Yes, yeah. remember that? It's before we got kicked out. Well. Yeah. <laughs>
I just want to let you guys know I would smoke the both of you they in just, a race. Ju- oh, in a race, mm-hmm. right? Okay, just I don't know. Something else. I think I was. I thought you were thinking. I wanted about, the Bentley. I oh, we were talking about push-ups. So I said I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> I was like so confused. We for so a second. diverted this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is supposed to be about Toyota Go. Trail Editions. Oh, okay. I was, I, and for a second then we thought we were talking about running down a trail. So I was really oh confused. Not running anywhere. All right, stand by. More Hour Auto Expert <laughs> on the way. We're going to talk about McLarens coming up. Let's see you get into one of those. No, no. problem. Uh, uh, <laughs> shut right up. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 12,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more streamers. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of happy, endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and this is our Auto Expert radio show. Two million Americans get their automotive news daily from our Auto Expert. Uh, Roger Omisher is joining us from McLaren to talk about their brand new vehicle called the Elva. So, Roger, first of all, I have uh, played with the Lego McLaren. I have rode in the uh, McLaren uh, little kid's car. I've driven that. I have worn um, many a time the high-end McLaren clothing, but I haven't seen many McLarens arrive in my driveway. I'm just wondering why that is. Oh, Nick, I'm sorry. Good morning to you, Jennifer. <laughs> I just thought I'd give you a hard time to start uh, off the uh, when interview. you said you might, might not give me a hard time, but unfortunately it looks like you are. But, yeah. Yeah, of course, Nick, you live in such a remote location. That's your problem. I know. Look no, at me. We got to drive one. <laughs> we did? Yes. It was a, was a 720 Spider. Or... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah that was true. amazing. Yeah. S, 720S. S, that's yeah. it, 720S. Oh. Yes. Uh, and, and you've forgotten. That's, that's unfortunate. Maybe that's why you didn't get another go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. No, it was one of my most view- viewed videos of all yeah, time. That beautiful um, color. Television stations mm-hmm. around the world. Uh, listen, this is interesting, this uh, Elva. Uh, am I saying it right? Elva? Yeah, you are. Okay. Elva, yeah. yeah. You, never, you never know. You never know with uh, these, <laughs> these names. Uh, no windshield. That was one of the things that we noticed, first of all. I mean, not that it really needs yep. a windshield, but uh, no windshield. Obviously, therefore, you need a helmet to drive it. Uh, not always, no. Oh. So, no, you're right, absolutely. No windshield, no roof, no windows, nothing. So it's an open-top two-seater speedster, but it has something. It's a world-first called Active Air Management System, and it right. actually manipulates the airflow around and over the cabin and creates this bubble of calm, actually, in the cabin. Interesting. So uh, you don't actually feel the wind. Uh, I mean, it looks very aerodynamically shaped, I must say. Uh, lots of, looks like there's lots of wind tunnel time to make this happen. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And with this um, active air management system, effectively, it's a little uh, flat that comes out of the hood of the car um, above about 20, 20 miles per hour when you activate it. And basically what it does is take the air feeding into the front of the car and it turns it through 130 degrees through some veins in this uh, air management system. And effectively flicks it over the top of the cabin so that there's no direct wind in your face as you're driving the car. So it affects, that works up to about 70, 75 miles per hour comfortably um, and creates this bubble of calm in the cabin. After that, Nick, I'd suggest you probably would put a helmet on. Oh, really? gets really fast oh, and yeah. really loud. I see. <laughs> uh, uh, ultimately, is this, I mean, again... Um, I've never been in a McLaren that was hard to drive, but is this, does this take a level of skill to be behind the wheel? 
No, no, I think this one, it's an ultimate series car, so it's a top end of our range of cars, but it's also a car, we're calling it an A to A car. So it's one of those cars that you'd really take out on, on a Saturday or Sunday and really get to your favourite road and just enjoy because it blurs the lines between the outside of the car and the inside of the car very, very much so. And it's just you at one with the elements. Um, and I think it's one of those cars you take out on a Sunday morning, you you get probably driving between 30 and 70, 80 miles per hour and just really enjoy being outside and, and, and having the elements around you and hearing the engine behind you. So, no, it's, it's an easy car to drive, even though it's got in excess of 800 brake horsepower. Wow. So, pr- and preferably you wouldn't live in England where it rains a lot. It's gorgeous. I don't think this is one that will sell a stack of in England. No, I have to admit, this is, a, this is a car that is perfect for, you can imagine, California, driving yeah. down PCH or yeah. the canyons in LA or, or out in Miami, uh, down in the uh, yacht basins around there. That's, that's sort of its natural environment, I think. Or, or perhaps some roads in, in Texas where you can drive 80 miles an yeah. hour and there's nobody around for many miles. Exactly. And maybe you could go... <laughs> If you were naughty, you could go a little faster than 80 miles an hour. Uh-huh. But uh, who uh-huh. knows? You know, that would be up to you and up to you to do naughty things. It is, I have to say, a very, very good-looking vehicle. And thumbing through some of the pictures, there, of course, in true McLaren style, is some very nice colour combinations, including, of course, who would expect this? everybody golf themed version of the vehicle <laughs> and then there's one with black and and looks like a neon green version as well yeah and it's i think that's the thing there's only we haven't talked about how many of these we're going to produce we're only going to produce 149 of these globally oh. so effectively it'll be the third rarest mclaren of all time um slightly over the 106 we produced for the original mclaren f1 right. and the 106 we did for speedtail this will be as i say the third rarest so so a very rare beast indeed but that means that all of our customers will actually customize them themselves so every single car that will be built of those 149 will be entirely different so we've kind of given some thoughts to people about because it does blur the outside and the inside together the, the colors sweep over into the interior of the car as you may have seen from the photographs so right. there's no delineation between the outside of the, car and the right. inside of the car and that gives you so many abilities to play with the color combinations you're going um, to tell me now you've, the, you've sold yeah. all of them haven't you Sorry? Have you sold virtually, all of them? Virtually, nearly, nearly. But if you were, if you you had that one point seven million dollars rattling around in your piggy bank, Nick, I'm sure we could try and find you one of the last few. Jen, could you uh, pass me my wallet, please? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, looking at it, it really looks like it should be the next Batmobile vehicle. Uh, that, that, or I don't think Batman has this kind of money, to be honest with well, you. Well, <laughs> it's Hollywood, baby. I'm sure they got money somewhere. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but the back it, end looks like the old, old Batman. It does. Yeah. How- you're, you're actually right. You're absolutely right because funny. I saw it in the, as a clay model in the studio two two and a bit years ago, and that was my first thought. It looks like a Batmobile yeah. in the rear. Yeah. You're absolutely spot yeah. on. It really does. It's gorgeous. Um, can we can we get so can we get real here for a second? How much is the Lego version? 
The Lego version, I think, is 1999. All right, there we go. Sold. That's the one I've got here. Sold. That's the one I've got in my desk, yeah. (laughs) Nick, I know what I want for Christmas. Yeah, me too. I know what I want for Christmas, but I I know what I'm getting. The Lego version. what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If somebody wants one of these before we run out of time, just presumably contact the local McLaren, or should we give you your phone number out on there? Which would you prefer? No, contact the local McLaren. That would be probably the easiest thing. Unless, I mean, a lot of it, your listeners can inundate me. That would be wonderful, but hey, <laughs> be the best way to do it. Right. Absolutely. Right. And uh, and when will they start to be available? I mean, I know they'll probably build them over a two-year period or something like that. Will they? The, yeah, first uh, one's actually coming into the country now. So first customer cars have been delivered right now, and it will be over about uh, another year, year and a bit, as we kind of roll through them. Because, as we said, everybody customises these cars when you get to this level. They all want something special, something unique that makes the car very much their own. Um, and a lot of them will be racing liveried, as you said, because they really stem from the very first cars that Bruce McLaren had built back in the 1960s. That was the inspiration for this car. Right. So a lot of them will have some stunning racing liveries as well. Yes. Oh, I could dream. I, you know what? I'm going to sleep really one? well tonight. Looks like black yeah. cherry. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to sleep really well tonight because you know what? I'm going to be dreaming about beautiful things. Uh, Roger, <laughs> as always, an absolute pleasure talking to you about the new uh, Elva, the McLaren, which uh, everybody in this room will be... Uh, we're still drooling. Yeah, we're drooling about. <laughs> uh, our auto expert will be right back. Stand by. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is Our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl Jen and... Uh, Automatic Andy. Automatic Andy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's what we're calling you now. I feel it? like it feels good. It fits. Does yeah. it? It yeah. does. What's automatic about you? Do you have a prosthetic something? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show. Yeah. I have a prosthetic foot. Okay. And two ears. I know. Well, that's I just, why you can't hear us. Yeah. I just feel like automatic, it makes sense. No, Auto it, Andy? Because uh, well, okay. he drives an automatic. Yeah. I yeah. refuse to drive a manual. You probably can't drive a manual, can you? I don't know how. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> why, why do I have to? Hey, we'll that, is that his go-to phrase? I don't know how. We'll get him a rental car and I'll teach you. No, a rental car? Yeah. Mm, Poor that's... rental car company. I'm not com. putting him in the Camaro. <laughs> so you would let a rental car company suffer but not your car? Yeah, it's a big corporation. Yeah, They're fine. That's yeah, right. <laughs> so that's American. what insurance is for. They're so American. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, see? What? Responsibility, people. Where what? is your uh, responsibility? Are you going to teach him? Yes. What are you going to teach him on? Nothing. Because you don't have any. I'm going to have a wooden block and oh a God. stick. I just, it doesn't make, there's too many pedals. No. I, you but know, it's so much easier than that. There's three. It's not like you're driving a backhoe where you have like <laughs> tons of pedals and well, different I mean, levers. Do you have to, do you go by the RPMs or the sound or the feel? Well, in the modern car... It will have a light that flashes to tell you when to change, and it won't let you go into a gear unless it's... Hey. R- yes? Hello? Hello. Hey. Let's talk about the Maverick. Oh, hang on a second. I, what, could I just use slap? Could we just like a slap finish shifter? our conversation? No. Yes. I want to talk. I'm excited. So I in love the modern car, it doesn't oh, allow you oh. to shift until you're ready. Slap so the lights shifters. come off. Well, on. the That's the called a paddle shifter. shifter. I want the paddle the slap. shifter. What's this? 
I want giving the slap me shifting. hand signals work really well on the radio, Andy. Well, I just I wanted to o- auto signal, Andy. Uh, yeah, because I wanted to I want to do the paddle shifts. I could do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm talking to mom and dad. No. Yes. <laughs> mom says no. Dad says yes. Uh, it's a family show. I told you. Yeah. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah. No. No. We won't. Yes, we will. No, we won't. To check out the new Velocity Blue Color Maverick. Um, so, on the back of the Lightning, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which was a uh, success, I think now over 100,000 reservations for the Ford Lightning, which is their first F-150 truck, which was announced uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, their Ford announced another vehicle. When will they stop? Control yourself, Ford. Uh, announcing new vehicles, never, probably, Uh, they announce another truck. Uh, This one is the smallest truck in their lineup. It is called the Maverick, and joining us as part of the engineering team is Klaus from Ford. So this, uh, my friend, is your very first truck that comes out uh, as a hybrid, as standard, not only hybrid, but you can also get it as a non-hybrid version. And the reception seems to be uh, pretty amazing. I have to tell you that I was tempted to reserve one, but I need to control myself, Klaus, because I have reserved <laughs> not only a Lightning, but I also have my uh, Mark E. I have a Bronco Sport already. And that's already been delivered. Oh. And I have a Mark E GT, mm-hmm. which is now going into production July 12th. Uh, much to awesome. the much to the hate of most of my friends who also reserved at the same time of me, and they haven't got their emails yet saying that theirs is going into production. <laughs> so um, I need to, you know, I need to grow up a little bit and stop, you know, um, just stop wait. buying cars. Did you put money down for the Lightning though? A uh, hundred dollars, I think it was. I think that's a must. Yes, yeah, next year. I'll yep. worry about that when they tell me <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay for that. I just, I just, you know, I'm one of those kids that goes, ah, we'll do it now and worry about it later. I know. Yeah. I'm one of those guys, um, and, and I'm the same thing, Klaus. By the way, when I when I drive a new vehicle on a on a ride and drive, I go, "Ooh, I want one of these." And next week, it's like, "Ooh, I want one of these," and "Ooh, I want one of these too." Well, uh, I'm glad that you like it, Nick. Yes, it's it's pretty awesome. I haven't driven it yet, of course, but I've seen it and I like it. Um, so why smaller than Ranger? Why why do we need a truck smaller than Ranger? Why is there a Lightning? And uh, why is there a sorry a Maverick? Why do we need a Maverick? Well. We believe that the, it's the right size of a truck for, for many people out there, right? So uh, I'm sure there are customers that don't need the size um, and the capability of the larger trucks. Uh, so a small truck would fit really well for them. So, and, and uh, you know, and for those folks that need actually more capability and, uh, you know, a larger truck, we, we offer the Ranger, the F-150, and the Super Duty, right? So it, it fits on our portfolio really well. And it, uh, now it comes in just um, two-wheel drive, front-wheel drive. Is is there the possibility? Was it designed with the possibility that it could go to all-wheel drive, or is it just going to be a two-wheel drive forever? No, we we do offer the front-wheel drive on the hybrid, and uh, but we also have a step-up powertrain, which is the two-liter GTDI, the turbo, um, which comes on both configurations, right, front-wheel drive and all-wheel drive as well. Okay. So, so if you want something that's a little bit more uh, robust, but the hybrid, uh, pretty amazing, forty miles a gallon. Yeah, that's the target we get. Um, we actually we expect to have the the final results over this week from EPA, and uh, we are confident that we'll get there. And so it's yeah, it's great. 
This vehicle, um, although it's it's smaller than the Ranger, is fairly long uh, it's, and it's fairly high. It's it's a you know I would say smaller in in length than the Ranger, but it's it's as tall as you know other vehicles in its class. So it's not you know there's plenty of headroom in it. I uh, six foot two. My partner at uh, our auto expert Mike Cordell is uh, is six foot. I think two and a half or something, and he still fit in it quite well with headroom. So it's not like you're cramped inside. No, it is not. I'm six three, and uh, I can sit behind myself, you know, comfortably. And uh, we, you know, the the camping, even though it's a compact truck, um, it's uh, surprisingly roomy inside. Um, and it's it's a similar camping size as the, our uh, midsize trucks out there. So uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Now it starts at around twenty, just under twenty thousand uh, dollars. Can you can you grade it up to uh, to get much higher than that, or uh, is it sort of reasonably priced all the yeah. way up? So, yeah, you know, fully loaded Lariat can get up to the to the mid thirties, um, but uh, the, at twenty thousand uh, dollars, it's a it's a pretty good deal. You get a you know the hybrid truck with the forty miles, um, you know, city fuel economy. Uh, 1,500 pounds of payload, uh, 2,000 pounds of uh, trader tow capability. Um, the interior is, uh, you know, it uh, has some awesome features too. It comes with an 8-inch touchscreen radio with Android uh, uh, Auto, Apple CarPlay. Um, has a standard um, emergency uh, auto brakes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's not a kind of a, a you know a strip it down uh, vehicle with many windows or anything like that. No, you got a uh, you know uh, a decent equipped decently equipped truck with uh, for t- for twenty thousand uh, dollars. Yeah. And then I presume it steps up with the Ford trim levels like everything else XLT uh, et cetera et cetera. Correct. Yeah, it's uh, we we follow the same um, trim levels as the, our other trucks, right? The XL XLT. Lariat, and uh, there are optional packages uh, like the off-road FX4 and uh, um, Max Trailer Pack um, that raise the capability to 4,000 pounds. You've got some cool features in the trunk, in well, the trunk in the bed as well. Uh, you can do some special things with. I mean, you you did some moldings in the trunk to allow you to carry sort of extra loads and to configure loads pretty coolly. Yeah, that's right. We we call it the flex bed concept, right? We we put a vertical slots, horizontal slots, so customers can easily uh, just cut in length uh, two by fours or two by six and make bed dividers, make bike racks, make uh, false load floors, and uh, also there is a multi-position tailgate where you can just put it in, in, in its intermediate position, and then you can use that to carry you know um, uh, sheet goods like plywood, you know, easily. So. It's very versatile, uh, bed indeed. Now you can reserve them online right now. Um, for uh, what's the reservation price, and when are we looking at delivery? Yeah, well, uh, you can uh, go to Ford.com website and uh, start your reservation right now. Uh, you don't need to put put money now. It's uh, you know, but you can configure your own truck. There is a nice colorizer as well. You can uh, decide on on add accessories. Um, all a part of the you know uh, reservation process, and the deliveries are expected to start uh, by this fall. All right. Well, we can look forward to that as well for for that. And a lot of thought went into putting this together, but the big question is: Is it built for tough? 
definitely it is. We don't know how to build it any other way. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, yeah, a lot of testing, and uh, the the all, will it will they all come together the EcoBoost and the hybrid, or are they going to be staggered release? No, they come all together. They they have uh, will be available at the same time later right. this fall. And and are you releasing orders, uh, telling us how how well or you know reservations are going, or how well are, how many people are stepping up for those? Do we know how many people are interested in this vehicle? Well, we received a lot of interest this week. Uh, we expect to have official numbers um, uh, to announce uh, early next week. But uh, yeah, we are we are right. You know, really, really confident that we will we'll get to our targets. Um, you know, there's huge interest out there uh, for the truck. So reception has been, been really positive from the press and from the public. I'm trying to convince Andy here, um, automatic Andy, as we call him, <laughs> to uh, to get into one. He right now he's in an in a Hyundai accent, right, Andy? Yeah, it's it's economical for my life. But well, this 40 miles a gallon. Oh. I'm telling you right now. No, it's way better. Yeah. Do, do you guys have any? Yeah. Uh, you guys have any discounts for students? Oh, stop. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Ford are always going to help you out. Yeah, for, I need I need help, Ford. <laughs> Klaus, thanks very much for telling us about the brand new Maverick. You might already have a customer here on the, on the uh, our auto expert staff. Uh, the brand new Ford Maverick. You can go to Ford.com to find out more. There's more our auto expert on the way. Stand by. Here we go. You're listening to our auto expert. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, this is our auto expert radio show. Catch up with previous episodes of the show, as you can every week. Our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Truck Girl Jan and Automatic Andy are here in the show. You like, you just see, lapping it just up, fit. aren't you? There it is. It Just feels good. Just lapping up. It sounds um, good. Toyota have a vehicle. I was at uh, Toyota HQ Confidential where they had a week of events down in uh, Dallas where they unveiled. I mean, the first day it was like they unveiled like 10 cars or something. You can see the video of a bunch of those cars, including the Corolla Cross, by the way, which is Corolla when it became an SUV. That sounds so cool. Does it? Yeah. A Corolla, Corolla SUV? What about Nick Cross? No. Yeah. I'm angry. Nick, Nick Cross. Nice no. try. Corolla Cross. Uh, Corolla became an SUV. You can see the video of it at ourautoexpert.com. Um, but uh, one of the vehicles that they had on display there, which I've forgotten how really cool it was, is the um, Toyota Avalon. And you think, oh, it's just a large E-side. They call it E-class of uh, vehicle or E-platform is the Avalon. It's the largest uh, sedan that they make. But actually, the Avalon is really cool, and they have so many different versions of it now. But the one that um, is the XSE, which is kind of the their super sporty version. When you see Toyotas and they have the XSE trim level, it's kind of the the sports version of the luxury. So take luxury and add in like performance trim levels, and then they have the nightshade version, which everything is blacked out. Ooh. So imagine like the Batman version of everything. The XSE Nightshade um, is just super cool. And then I worked out that if you were going to do this stuff aftermarket, like you would take your your just your your Corolla your Corolla your Avalon. And uh-huh. you were going to take it to an aftermarket shop, it would cost you probably about 
five to eight thousand dollars to have all of this stuff sprayed and all of the extras added on and they do it at the basically they do it at uh the toyota factory for very little money i think it works out to be like two thousand dollars extra which you pay eight thousand dollars aftermarket if you were going to do it yourself so it works out at you know a really good deal um, and I've been driving this um, this really cool Avalon all week. So the the Avalon itself starts out at just around thirty six thousand dollars. I think even less than that actually. Uh, yeah, no, thirty six thousand one hundred and twenty five dollars is what the twenty twenty one Avalon starts at. Um, and you can get so many cool versions of it, um, eight different colors. I'm not sure which it, what sort of is your favorite. I mean, they do do only do three grays, um, actually four if you count black. So they do two grays, uh, an off white, and a black. But then they have a brown, uh, two different reds, and a blue. And I like the fact they do two different reds. They do this like super bright red, and then they do this sort of deep maroon color. The very classic Toyota sort of. The ruby flare pearl. Yeah, that one. Mm. You're reading it offline. You cheat. You don't know them off by heart, Jen. I never said I did. There's too many colors. <laughs> Lawn care green. That's Lawn. what I would name it. Well, there's no green. But they do have blueprint. That's the name of their blue color, which I thought oh. was kind of funny. Oh, I get it. Blueprint, yeah. It's cute. They're very clever with their colors. But then they get a bit long-winded, like midnight black metallic. Right? Can't it just be black? I don't know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> then they have some like cool like black and white combos they have a, and then it gets really long the names of the black and white combo you want to hear it oh i love yeah, it yeah. give me one wind chill pearl midnight black metallic roof i mean come on okay That's ice extra. edge with midnight black metallic roof That's yeah. the other one can we just say it's a pearl black well this is a black metallic roof so they do black they do white with black metallic roof which i think is good I like the Ice all black. Edge. Just black it all out. Do you like the Midnight Black Metallic? Yes, I do. I saw the Midnight Black Metallic um, with the XSE Nightshade version. Um, and the XSE has 301 horsepower. So now you're talking about this amazing car. has paddle shifters, aluminum pedal, uh, oh. uh, pedal covers, go. gloss back accents, rear spoiler, 19-inch black painted alloy wheels. A bit, you know, It has all of that. And the things like blind spot monitoring with rear cross traffic alert. It has Android Auto, Apple CarPlay, Amazon Alexa capability, 60-40 split rear folding seats, blind spot monitor with rear cross traffic alert, all of those things. All-wheel drive if you want it. Um, it's plush on the inside um, and sexy. And it has those sort of you know, think you know the all-wheel drive makes a huge difference in these things, and it's it's a top safety pick plus. Um, it's when you match it against the competition, it's really outstanding, and then it has all the extras that you'd want, like you know, of course, things like Cirrus XM radio, and and they have up they're updating all of their um, new infotainment systems. I just really, really like the Avalon, and I didn't realize how much I liked it. I feel like an old man, but I feel like I, how much I liked it and how cool and Batman-looking it was until I saw it sitting at HQ Confidential. Nope. <clears throat> it's not Batman looking. No, 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 no. McLaren looks Batman. <laughs> no, I, 
But I forget how good the car looks oh, until yeah. you see it in the Midnight XSE version. Midnight, uh, midnight, midnight shade. Yeah. Nightshade version. The nightshade version. Do you know the Prius nightshade version? Which is kind of funny. They released it on National Goth Day. And I just have this image of all these goths out there driving Priuses in nightshade version. It was quite funny. <laughs> Playing so Magic jokes. the Gathering. Oh, come on. <laughs> Oh, that's a good selling point. Is there enough? Is there a fold down in the back that we can get a game in? Like a table. There you go. Like fold yeah. down tables. Nick, come on, man. Know. What? Because you play Magic the Gathering. Yeah, now it? I feel attacked. My double. Well, <laughs> no, well, that's okay. I just did mine on online, oh. and it came out to be forty-one thousand. What? <laughs> Your Prius? <laughs> no. The, no, the Avalon. We were oh. talking Avalon. Yeah, it's not. It's but it's not bad when you think about like this is the biggest sedan you can buy. I mean, you could be going, you know, Mercedes, BMW, the Audi, and you'd be paying like a hundred and twenty thousand if you beefed it up all the way. So forty-one thousand dollars, you could buy three of them, one for each of us, Jen. No, okay. What? God, mm. I'd do it. Yeah, I would. For too. all of us, so cheap. Double Dragon Wizard times two with a dagger. Get her right now. Yeah. Do I do a magic potion <laughs> spell or something? And Tom Woman is next. <laughs> You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Well, this is Our Auto Expert Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us car questions, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily with truck girl Jen and automatic Andy. <coughs> so joining us as he does every single week is Anton Woolman. You can read the majority of his work at... Te at, uh, I was going to say Tesla, <laughs> but it's not. It's at uh, the Street and Seeking Alpha. He's an independent analyst and investor. So, Anton, this week, Tesla shows off the Model S uh, Plaid. The fastest uh, test ride is recorded at 2.7 seconds. Uh, that's the uh, presumably 0 to 60 uh, mile an hour time. Uh, we've been waiting a little while for this to show up, but uh, nobody got to drive the car. They were all rides. So maybe uh, there was... That's not specifically unusual when somebody rolls out a car. I mean, Ford did that with the Marquee, right? They just allowed people to ride it when they first rolled it out at the 2019 LA Auto Show, right? Yeah, so Nick, well, at some point we're talking a little bit of semantics, but the difference here, Nick, is the following, and that is that this was a delivery event. These cars were being delivered ostensibly to its first, oh. I think it may have been as many as 25 customers. So this was not, uh, you know, the kind of uh, unveil about a year or so before production and all that that we would have been used to from a whole bunch of other events. There are those events, too, of course, that occur from time to time, and Tesla certainly held a few of them. You may remember November 2017 when Tesla introduced the Roadster, which still is not in production almost four years later, and people got rides in that one. But this, Nick, was a delivery event, and as best we can tell, uh, all the people at the event uh, were given rides. And also, Nick, if you look at the forums, I have not been able to see yet. And I could have missed something, of course, but I'm not yet seeing real uh, uh, sort of enthusiastic early owners uh, pointing to uh, VIN numbers and specific deliveries. So 
my gut tells me that these were people who are very, very close to the company, who are effectively a real-world beta test people. These are the earliest, earliest things that come off the line that a normal automaker will then take six, nine, maybe even 12 months to uh, thoroughly test out there. So I think that is more likely where this uh, project stands at the moment. Interesting uh, that uh, nobody actually did that. Now, what about the owners? Did they get to drive their vehicles away from the event or did they get trucked to their house or what happened? Yeah, that's that's unclear. You know, I wasn't at the event and best I could tell, I did not see uh, what happened to the any delivery, actual physical delivery. This was a sort of ceremonial signing on top of the USS Missouri. Here is like sign over here and we're done. Uh, where the cars went at that moment, that night, that day, the next day, uh, it was not entirely clear to me. So uh, maybe they still had some uh, polishing to do. Uh, now, these 25 uh, owners, that uh, up to 25 owners, usually what Tesla has done in the past is they have sort of sold it to friends and family, uh, internals, members of staff, board members, people who are sort of within the umbrella of Tesla. Uh, did they sell it to anybody sort of outside, journalists, uh, anybody who could... Well, that's the thing. At this point, Nick, they, they didn't say... It's simply not known who these people uh, were at this moment. Uh, you're exactly right, Nick, that in the past, uh, all of the people involved had tended to be people who were very close to the management of the firm and are effectively the people who are not going to be out there uh, blogging about uh, the fact that the, the door didn't shut properly or the window couldn't be rolled down or whatever. Whatever yeah. issues there may have been, uh, they weren't the people who were going to be spilling their guts out on that in the public. So I, I pre presume that this was the same type of crowd in general, but uh, we know very little who these individuals are. Like like everything else, smoke and mirrors, we can't put our finger on it, but something smells a little fishy, right? Well, I mean, look, the car is real in the sense that they've developed some sort of new motor that can uh, power this car a little faster than before. Uh, it's supposed to be more reliable. We don't know yet, but I mean, I sort of take their word for it to some degree that there must be some improvement in this new motor. Yeah. And what they couldn't deliver on, and Elon admitted about a week or so in advance, was that this new battery, this bigger, thicker battery, the 4680, I think it's called, um, was not going to be in the car. People had paid an extra few thousand dollars to get that version. That's the version that was going to get upwards of 500 miles range. They That thing just wasn't going to happen. That is the battery, too, that he has said is going to underpin things like the Cybertruck and the semi-truck. So with those vehicles, uh, but that battery not being available, that kind of put calls into question the timeline for some of these other projects. If memory serves me right, I think he had also quipped something to the effect that the Model Y that will be produced in Germany exiting this year was also going to get this battery. But uh, if this battery is not yet available, typically... It takes a long time to validate the production of these types of batteries. So I don't know. My hunch just tells me that uh, the, all of these projects are probably going to take a little bit longer. And in the meantime, they could use the old battery, take this new motor, which is sort of ready for production to some degree, and put this in this S and uh, clearly create a vehicle that can uh, provide for superior acceleration, no doubt.
Yeah, it's sort of halfway there, though. They're not the whole way there. They're sort of halfway there. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, if you look at I mean, you, you can look at this uh, half-full, half-dented glass. I mean, this is still an unbelievably fast-accelerating vehicle. I mean, you compare it to anything else that costs multiples that much, and it and it holds it, its water. You can actually fit five adults in it. So, you know, they certainly have done something here. Uh, we can uh, debate as to how useful it is. I mean, we've all been in vehicles that can do zero to 60 in somewhere close to three seconds. And frankly, that's more than my uh, old body can sustain at this point. I mean, I, <laughs> I think I need to go to the hospital after right. something like that. And right. uh, I mean, it's just something you do a couple of times. Maybe if you're young and strong, unlike me, you know, can withstand that and have fun with it for a, a lot of time. But uh, uh, I think that this is something that is very academic for most people. All right, let's turn to GM now. Want to phase phase out uh, all electric, uh, or they want to phase um, they want to phase on the all electric future uh, slower than they did in previous statements. Uh, as for 2026, um, so I- explain this to me. So that they've set these lofty goals of what they wanted to do as far as electrification are concerned. Nobody really followed suit. There was a lot of uh, talking about how they were going to electrify everything, um, and and other companies just didn't step into the same mold as that GM did. Um, and now GM are sort of relaxing their initial goals. Yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, GM, like a couple of other brands, have said that uh, by the mid-2030s, they have an ambition to go all electric by some definition, which is sometimes a little unclear. But basically the idea to go mostly all electric uh, by uh, the mid-2030s. And in this case, what they're coming to the government and saying is that, well, in the very short term, especially for the next couple of years and all the way perhaps until 2026. Would it be possible, sir, if you could relax the rules a little bit for the short term? Because, you know, the dog is not eating the dog food here in the very, very short term. Don't worry, people. We've committed to the long run. We've given you everything and more in terms of the long run. But please, can you, in exchange for this wonderful and distant future, uh, can you give us some candy here for the short term? Because, you know, the, the, the map didn't fit the road. And in this case, the road is going to look like it's going to win that fight. And uh, we can't sort of fight nature. The consumer ultimately will decide this. And uh, therefore, the next two years in particular, uh, can you please to re- relax the rules just a little bit so we can face this in a little bit slower in the very, very, very short term? All right. Uh, let's turn to uh, sales in Europe, which are always a good indicator of how we're doing. Uh, you know, Tesla always tend to do uh, fairly well towards uh, the end of the quarter, but we're looking now towards uh, middle of June. Uh, we're a third of the way into June, and uh, European countries are reporting daily data. Norway, Netherlands, and Spain. Tesla Model 3 lags behind the ID4. Uh, Skoda, Volvo, Ford Mustang Marquee, uh, Kia, um, Nero in the EV race. Are they going to be able to catch up? Well, that's the thing. Tesla's typical. Just the last two or so weeks of every quarter has this huge push. So there are one model that sells in Europe to a significant extent right now, which is the Model 3. Certainly will improve its position to some degree here toward the end of the quarter. But really, Nick, what's going on here is that it's not just that Tesla is having a hard time capturing the number one position. You also have to look at how fragmented the market is becoming. It's one thing to be number one in a market that has three or five or ten participants. And you can say, oh, my God, we're number one, so we have 15, maybe 20 percent market share. 
But in this case, we have uh, close closer to 100 participants. If you look at all the BEVs, yeah. the battery electric vehicles that are sold today in the European market, and that therefore, if you're the number one in a market like that, you may only have four or five percent market share. And at that point, frankly, your company is not, you know, forget about dominating the industry. You're you're barely a tiny two-bit player at that point. All right. And one last question for you in the minute we have left. Uh, it sounds like that Nissan Aria is now going to be delayed at least a year, maybe longer. Um, do we know why we have any information of that? Uh, Nissan are unwilling to answer the question, but it looks like uh, big delays. Well, uh, one word, Nick, execution. And uh, what I mean in that is that they you know, clearly hadn't uh, secured enough semiconductor supplies and there could have been some other development issues. So the idea behind the Aria is good. We all know what it looks like. We all know that it uh, fits in the heart of the segment along with uh, the Volkswagen ID4 and similar vehicles. But at the end of the day, uh, the going from theory to actual production right. uh, is not easy, and that's where they stand. They just have failed somewhere in, in, in getting uh, this thing done, to, in executing upon the plan. So semiconductors is certainly one part of uh, that reason, and there could be other factors as well. Anton Wallman, independent analyst and investor, probably the most intelligent man when it comes to knowing what's up in the auto industry, especially for autonomous driving and electric vehicles. You can read the majority of his stuff at The Street and Seeking Alpha. He joins us every <coughs> single week here on Our Auto Expert. More to come. Stand by for some very incredible news stories. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 12,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more streamers. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, OurAutoExpert.com. Hours, hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and this is our Auto Expert radio show. Two million Americans get their automotive news daily from our Auto Expert. Do you, have you downloaded it, Andy? Auto, I, automatic, I, Andy. I do have it downloaded, but I went through but, all of your videos. Sort of but, well, no, because I I did some math and I crunched the numbers. Yeah, there is there's two and a half years, roughly, with content that you could start right now and watch. Yeah, there's 150 podcasts, mm-hmm. and there, yeah, there's probably two enough. We don't keep it all up there. There's seven years of podcasts yeah. i'm privy to the and back end seven and a half. Oh, not including Hello. the other the other seven years <laughs> uh, yeah, I, have I mean on, if you go to the youtubes there's 20 years of videos years nick yeah yeah that's, and the best part of watching fat, those th- wait that's fat nick thin nick fat nick thin nick fat yeah. nick yeah thin nick. but no light hair dark hair white beard black beard gray beard or pirate nick yeah, yeah remember you, that you you constantly j- Eye patch, Nick. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> no, I don't actually. No. But thanks for but hook, no, hook hand, Nick. Yeah, monkey, a, monkey a, parrot. It was a special Puppy. Halloween special we did. Is that, no, don't remember that either. <laughs> Is that the, the one where the zombies are chasing Steve? Do you know we bought? Do you remember we, that? We bought. Chi- this is way off subject. <laughs> we bought chicken heads, what? like masks to put on and drive a car into a video once. We never we never used them. Like, you know, the masks, like yeah. whole chicken head masks <laughs> to put on and do a video once. We Not never real them. chicken. Yeah, because they were going to fit on our well, heads. I, yeah. You never know with you, you know? You just got to check. No, like adult-sized chicken Could you see, heads. I mean, just look. Look over at Automatic Andy and see, could he get a chicken head over his head? No. Just oh, I can't even wear a normal hat. I have to... No, I couldn't. There's no way I could wear a chicken on my head. 
Can we just post a picture of his head on Facebook it's right now? It's ginormous. Yeah. What hat size are you? Uh, it's more than an eight. I think it's like an eight and a half. I think. I don't I can't know. I don't know how hat sizes work. Does yeah. anybody know how hat sizes it, work? I'm kid size. They stop at eight usually, like the <laughs> fitted they? ones. They shouldn't. Well, they, they you know they do. You they think? Um, I don't even know how helmet sizes work because my, my, my do I have a big head? Oh, that's a loaded question. Uh, yeah. No, look at no, look at the size of my head. Look at it. Do yes. I have, do I look like my head is large? Kinda. He's like a me medium you, large. You have a you have a strong medium sized head. Yeah, there you go. A strong medium like sized a, like head. Like a thick medium. And if you go ego, we're talking extra large. Yeah, if we're talking <laughs> if we're talking diva, there's not enough room. Diva. Yeah. For some weird reason, your mics don't work anymore. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. Don't know what's happened I at all. Your mic's back. broken. Engineering mics are. You see, they're engineering yeah. got their hands. Up. I got my. No, no, it doesn't work now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but uh, I have to wear like a an double XL helmet. Yeah. And you wouldn't think by looking at me, I need a double XL helmet for a motorcycle. Well, there's a lot of cabeza. I mean, you might. I know there's a fat head joke in there somewhere. <laughs> But no, you wouldn't think so. When I, I have a race, when I drive on the racetrack, oh. or I have a motorcycle, fat head helmet, mm. right there. Mm. Insert joke here. Well, mm. there's just a lot of processing, and yeah. there's a lot of room to process. Yeah, it's I. I have to think twice before I turn a corner on the racetrack. That's <laughs> and it. Most people, it's natural. <laughs> and me, I have to think about it. All right, insert joke here. Um, what did I say? Insert joke here. Yeah. I don't know what I just said, but it, I meant insert joke here. It sounded good. Yeah, and I did it because mm -hmm. I didn't even understand it, and I said it. So, hey, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about news stories. And uh, the Nissan Z, the new one, this is going to be, I guess, a 2022 or 23 even. I don't know when it, what year, model year is going to be. We've seen the Z, uh, the concept of the new Nissan Z. The new, cool. apparently, like the inside gossip is that the actual Z, the car itself, is not going to look any different than the concept hmm. at all, at all. But it's going to debut um, at the uh, New York Auto Show um, August 17th. Which I'm sure you'll York. tell us all about it. I'll tell everyone except you, Jen. That's I want to know about it. Okay, Auto Andy, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> I want to know uh, the wheel dimensions. All right. Yeah, I could tell you that. I don't think anyone else cares. They just want to know how pretty it is. I think it's going to look very much like the concept, the Proto-Z that we saw. Yeah. When did we see it? Like two months ago, mm -hmm. three months ago. Uh, I sat in it. I was lucky enough to sit in, the, in it. I didn't get to drive it. How did it feel? How was your bum? <laughs> was it nice Comfy, and I think. Yeah. I'm okay. getting uh, to test drive the current model of Z. You know what? I have a trouble with it. Um, keeping it under 40 miles an hour. It's a car that doesn't want to go slow. Mm. It's one of those vehicles, the 370Z, which is the car model. This one's going to be a 400Z. The 370Z is, it just doesn't want to go under 40 miles an hour, which is troublesome in a 35 mile an hour zone. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I've tried to blame it on the car when getting pulled over, but um, police officers didn't buy it. Mm -mm. No. I didn't give him a ticket, mind you, but didn't buy it. Uh, 42 miles an hour and 35. Ooh. I flashed my eyelids at him, but he didn't buy that either. You batted your eyes, yeah. It's the car, not me. So, Mike uh, Cordell, the other half of our auto expert, got pulled over in Nashville the other day, and it was his wedding anniversary. 
and he was on the way home to surprise his wife because he wasn't supposed to be home that day. He was supposed to be home the next day, the day after his wedding anniversary. Who does that, by the way? Yeah, yeah. 16th wedding anniversary. Way to go, Mike. Um, and he told the officer he was trying to get home just before. It was like 9, 10 p.m. at night to surprise his wife on the wedding anniversary because he wasn't supposed to be home. And the cop bought it. No, It was true, but he bought it and didn't give him a ticket. Nice. I know. Wow. Was like smooth. Cop was very nice. He well, they you know genuinely ninety nine point nine percent are nice. Um, occasionally you meet one that isn't so pleasant, but ninety nine point nine percent are nice. But he bought it. I've never had a cop buy. Actually, that's not true. I almost awesome. They don't always. They don't believe what I'm trying to tell them. You know, speeding ticket wise. Because they've probably yes. seen you on TV. Air they probably know who you are. Oh, yeah. Immediately I get pulled over. It's like, hey, you're the guy from uh, yeah. from Fox Sports. Yeah. Here's a t- ticket yeah. times two. Yeah, we know three. you like to drive <laughs> fast. You're the guy, from, you're guy from, the, from the TV morning news. You're the guy from the radio. <laughs> ticket twice. Yep. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Because I know W-N-T. you're going to do it again as soon as you get out of their, their line hey, um, am I a rule breaker? Um, yes. Didn't you get it yes. almost yes. in trouble I, in I Detroit? said in Detroit. No hesitation. In Detroit? Is it Detroit? You almost got in trouble when you guys were filming and someone was hanging out the car was that in detroit or was that was california california yeah that's a funny See, story he knows <laughs> yeah, that's yeah i know i know when i did that that's california but you're not allowed to film in california without a permit well and you're in not allowed LA. to hang out the window either. yeah and you have to take your you have to leave your top on nick all right if you want to see uh hear previous episodes of the show see our videos ourautoexpert.com there are many podcasts to listen to we are there 24 7 and uh messages on any of the social media platforms preferring the old facebook's because um, i'm on there all the time um automatic andy he's available too you can just send him messages and truck girl jen she actually has the handle truck girl jen i don't think andy has any particular just look up um over eight sizes of head size.com <laughs> all right we'll be back next week you've been listening to our auto expert with nick mile find all the show episodes at our please follow us on all social media twitter facebook and instagram at our auto expert and message us for a quick and witty response